Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. Mazda MX-5 Cup presented by BF Goodrich on IMSA Radio. Shay Adam alongside me has got all of the points possibilities. Uh, we could have a champion by the end of today. Uh, it's not beyond the bounds of possibilities. Let's talk about the overall championship first. Who are the main contenders? It is possible, not probable, is the phrasing that I've been using all day, because right now, Jared Thomas has a 290-point advantage over his sister car teammate, Aaron John Somm. So that's number 96, the red Mazda with the yellow roll hoop, versus Aaron John Somm in the blue number 24 with turn two written on the side. Still not completely out of the points, but needing well, some kind of an asteroid to fall out of the sky would be Celine Rolon. He's in the watermelon colored car for Hicks Motorsports. Black, bright pink, and bright green. Uh, his car is so stable. Mm. And he's only got the one win this season. But Celine is always a threat for championship points taking away opportunities. Yeah. Of which this session is. Yes, because... Uh, ten we, points. Ten points here. And we've seen that make differences in championship positions down through the years Uh, let's check in on the rookie championship so rookie is actually interesting because nate cicero has a handy lead in that not done but he does have a lead he had an issue in practice with his gearbox that resulted in him turning almost no laps thomas and inziata the guy who's chasing him in the rookie championship he wound up for a long time of the session with the best time of the session. And actually, as the moments faded away, it wasn't in Ziata at the top of the chart. So he seemed to perform very well in the mixed conditions. Now the track is dry. It's perfect. It's just had 60 minutes of Michelin tire rubber going down. I take away time for the red flags. So it should be ideal conditions for qualifying. Now, it's not just important for the championship. Of course, the cha- any championship, you go into a championship if you're battling in the last couple of rounds for a championship and and for the the big trophy, of course, it's important to you. However, there's a little bit more on the line for that. And just our, a little. Our regular listeners and viewers will know that. But let's just reset as the... As the, it goes green, we won't get the fastest laps straight away. Probably lap three, possibly lap four. Uh, we want to see who's working together to get the to get the tool down the back straight. But this is about good old-fashioned hard cash as well as the honour of winning the championship. It's two hundred and fifty grand for winning the championship. Money that you get given to you, and you can use it however you want. It's not as if it's got strings attached where you have to use it in certain championships. No, it, it's literal cash. You get six grand for winning a race, five for second, four for third, three for fourth, two for fifth, and then sixth through tenth walks away with a thousand dollars from each and every race. But even second in the championship is eighty-five thousand dollars. So we're not talking about inconsequential sums of money. We're talking about annual salaries. And yes, they vary depending on what job you would have in the real world, if that's what it were. But that is how Mazda presents this championship. $1.2 million 
being paid out over this 2023 20, season. And to reiterate, none of the season-ending awards have been touched. That was additional cash going into those uh, race contingencies throughout the season. Um, we've seen people make careers out of this, make yeah. businesses out of this. Jared Thomas, uh, one of them. He's got a GT4 car now as well. Runs, what, half a dozen cars now in this yeah. championship? Uh, the G- JTR performance, I think they're at four or five cars this weekend. Spark Performance is another one of those. JTR Racing, uh, or Jared Thomas Racing as it is JTR. Uh, Spark Performance, Nathan Sparks was a former series champion who now runs a team and has, I think, five cars under his tent this weekend. Gresham Wagner, back once again with Spark Performance. He's a former series champion. He comes to play over and over and over again. You've got Copeland Motorsports. You've got McCombie McAleer Racing, uh, Stephen McAleer former series champion. See, I, I can say this about so many people because they find success in this championship and then they give back to it by helping other people find success. Often a championship at what might be seen uh, as a early level of people's careers, you would see it as a stepping stone championship. But these are genuine race cars with good opportunities for advancement, yes, if you use that money. But for some people, it is a destination. It is not a stepping stone. We have many returning drivers here, including some past champions. What we've never had is two championships won by the same driver, never mind two in a row, which is a potential. And that could happen today. Uh, But Jared Thomas has a long way to go before he can lock that up. Anthony McIntosh with an off-track excursion to turn three on that outlap as everyone comes around to start their first flying laps. And the po- possibly the most unnerving thing for the competition, Robert Noaker yesterday was blindingly fast by himself, which is not something that you can often achieve in this championship. He's out front by himself, and he's still going very well. So we're going to have to keep an eye on that number 13. Oh, McIntosh with severe damage to the right front. Bodywork is pushed up. The bumper is completely askew. There's bits and bobs sticking out. It looks like he ran over a giant spider, and the legs are sticking out of the bumper now as well. Um, not a great vision, but we are already down to only 11 and a half minutes of this very short and quick surefire red flag. session. Yeah, red flag is out. I'm wondering if that's for the bodywork damage from McIntosh. No one has set a lap time yet, by the way. Um, but who else do we need to pay attention to? I talked about Robert Noaker. Gresham Wagner, always quick when we come here. Of course, we need to watch Jerry Thomas and uh, Aaron John Somm are two championship contenders, but also a guy who's not in it for the championship, Tyler Gonzalez. He knows how to win a lot of races. And as does Connor Zillich. Same situation. And you'd want to finish off the season on a high. If you're coming here, you're coming here to win a race. Oh, no, it's Max Sapowski who's off the track at turn 10, according to our timing. Max, who's been on a great run of form as of recently, the last four races, he's come away with four top five finishes, including his first ever podium. Now, the bad news for anyone who is further down the championship is the clock does not uh, yes. continue to run. Uh, does not stop, excuse me, it continues to run. Damage here? S- serious damage to the left front of Vapalski's car. Don't know why that... Bad would- news for him, but good news for everybody else because he has not stopped on the course correct so it should be quick to get back to green once all the cars make it into the pit lane but if everybody putters around getting back to the pit lane that's going to take a lot more time all of a sudden this qualifying goes from quite a few laps to maybe four or five even timed ones i mean 
for once, Shay, and you know how many times you've heard me say this, I remembered to bring my binoculars. Oh, I'm so proud. Yeah, I know. After 20, 26 years and calling 24 of these races, I finally managed to remember. I, I used to be pretty good at it because they were always in my bag in the early years. But uh, as our TV coverage got uh, more uh, comprehensive and, in fact, we've ended up doing the World Feed TV. Um, I haven't needed them so much. Actually, <laughs> early part of the year at uh, at Sebring, um, Greg Kramer and I called the VP Racing there without any TV, just with what we could see through the window, and I had my binoculars with us. So okay. it was old school, almost like horse racing commentary, watching the guys go. Fortunately, it was early enough in the week that nobody had put all that easy ups up, so we could see them all the way across to turn six and seven. Well, I was going to say, that that's advantageous, but as soon as they go back to about nine all the way through, then you're looking through a giant brick wall. That that doesn't really that, work too That well. didn't work, no. no. But we did have the dancing hands. Well, we do have an answer. Green flag is back out, by the way, as Good. all the cars come into the pit lane. Uh, as to why those two cars might have been damaged, and it might have had something to do with one another. Now, that's a bit perplexing to me, because it's right front damage on McIntosh and left front damage on Opalski and not in a manner where they would have gone side to side they would have had to be one, one facing the opposite direction yes so the incident is under review from race control I'm kind of curious as to what they come back with from that it didn't look as if it was a big smoosh to the front of either car uh, I think it's still red light at the end of the pit lane green flag is waving but you are correct there green, we go green light now at the end of pit lane Ah, all the cars had to go back to their boxes, and the final car had not yet parked up in its box. And that, as a matter of fact, is the first car out on the pit lane. So we'll have a good indicator of who it was who was th- slowing things down and costing us about another 45 seconds worth of time. Robert Newick. Was it now? Yeah. Tisk tisk. White Robert. and black number 13, Jensen Altman's old number. Currently uh, fifth in the championship for Robert Noaker. Been a decent season for him. Yeah. It really has been. I mean, it started off much stronger, and it's funny because you consider he got that car two weeks before the season began at Daytona. He rolled into that race, race number one. He was toward the front for most of it, wound up finishing 12th and 19th in those two races. Had a DNF at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca, but ever since then, it has been consistent top five finishes until race two at VIR. So he has thoroughly earned that position in the uh, championship in the top five. Now, Either somebody just flipped a giant spotlight or the clouds. The have sun to break has up. come out at least on the start finish line at Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta. Just goes to show that the universe is a fan of the Itamitsu Mazda MX5 Cup Championship. Made it difficult for them this morning. It was still slightly dark with their headlights actually shining. We could see the headlights making a difference on what was still very damp racetrack. Uh, just after 8 o'clock this morning. Coming up to midday now here at Atlanta. Hello, welcome if you're joining us from around the world. Shea Adam and John Hindorf with the culmination of what has been an incredible season. The, exactly as you would expect, in fact, from Edemitsu Master MX5. That championship partnership will continue uh, for another three years, along with Anderson Promotion, who organise the championship on behalf of Mazda. IMSA, the sanctioning body, also continuing. Long may it do so. Once we get to race time, 
I, I, I pity actually who puts our timetables together, Paul Walter, um, because I know he gets a lot of requests from teams about when certain things are scheduled. Normally, their own races, their own warm-up, their own category of qualifying, etc. However, in a Mitsubishi Master MX-5, everybody wants that on during a meal break. And it is tonight. I know, I've it's seen that. right before the dinner break, so yeah. get your nice big plate of pasta, maybe some chicken on it for some protein, settle in and enjoy. Everything stops for Idemitsu Mazda MX-5 in the uh, in the IMSA paddock. And, and another paddocks. Well, and indeed, we know there's plenty of IndyCar drivers who've been watching throughout the season. Uh, ben Keating is our guest driver uh, this weekend, giving the 2-litre, 180-horsepower, sequential gearboxed race cars a go. Not sure that he needs to brush up on his race craft, but... Uh, talked to him a little while ago about this yes, it was before Le Mans and he was one of the drivers that was saying to me, I can't do Ben's accent because it's so brilliant, he's got a great voice, but basically he said look John we watch that, we love what we see and I'd love to have a go at that at some stage and it's happening this weekend Yeah, it's a dream come true for Ben Keating and <laughs> I mean I, I say that not at all in jest. Twice in a bubble now Yeah it's one of these things that all these drivers, James Hinchcliffe, Parker Kligerman, they look at this series and they think, yeah, I'd like to have a go in it. And then when they actually get a go, they love it so much that that's all they talk about for the next couple of months coming on. So I do feel bad for Ben Keating's friends and family because you know that he's going to be prattling on about these two races probably for, well, until Christmas. Started off inside the top 10. Everybody else going through now. Um Always difficult. And I, and I think, I said this, I think when uh, Parker Kligerman uh, was talking about coming to do it, and we had him on Midweek Motorsport, and uh, Hinch as well, actually. It's quite brave for these drivers who've got, you know, a big reputation, in same as Ben, in their own sphere of motor racing. Uh, because these drivers are specialists at this form of racing show. They are, and, and we talk about the people who continue to matriculate in this championship. They don't want to move on because they have figured out how to do well in this series versus people like Connor Zillich, who came in, did phenomenal for his rookie year. And I, I don't use that word lightly because he won so many races. Yep. He got so many of the bonus points, which was another big part of it, finishing second in the championship. And now he goes over to Trans Am this year to run the full season over there. So he's missed a couple of races here. He's still in the top 10. He can still walk away with money from Mazda at the end of this year. And by the way, last weekend in Trans Am, he became the first driver ever to claim victories in both TA and TA2. Wow. Not in the same race, obviously. Different races, yeah. Same weekend, though. <laughs> same weekend? Yeah, same weekend. Wow. Same track at VAR. Wow. Uh, Andy McIntosh in that number 69 JTR Global Power Components Mazda will lose his two fastest laps uh, because he ca caused the red flag. Oh, Farhan Siddiqui and Hernan Palermo, the llama farmer, are off course at turn seven. Hopefully they can get things started up and go again. But, you know, who's really hoping that they can't and just throw a red flag and end qualifying now? Aaron Johnson, because that would be 10 points towards him. Well, would it? Have we had enough time? Have we had there minimum is, time? There is no oh, minimum there's no minimum time, time in, this, in this championship. You're right. Absolutely. Car so, 26 is now off course as well. 
So clearly still a bit tricky out there. It, it was much... This is odd, isn't it? We had... I don't think we had any incidents this morning in the free practice session. And just it, Cicero parking. Yes, but it, it, it wasn't any crashes. No, no off courses where cars stay off courses. Maybe a Bridgestone... Uh, a BF Goodrich tyre, excuse me, off the circuit. Actually, they were Michelin tyres this morning because they were running the, the wets. Um, but Ooh. it's clearly still quite tricky. Into the pit lane. Robert Noaker. For Noaker in the 13. We are still green. Perhaps they're going to let the field minutes. come through. Atwater has continued. So that's car number Good 26. News. Still showing Farhan Siddiqui and Hernan Palermo off course at 7. Let's see, when the pack comes through, as they do now, Jonathan Neudorf leading them around? Uh, yes, it is, the Canadian. So how do the times change? Answer, not much. It's still Jean Salm at the top of the charts. Celine Roland second. Third now, Jared Thomas. He did improve that time. Then Tyler Gonzalez, then Nate Cicero, the best of the rookies. Connor Zilich sixth, Gresham Wagner seventh. No acre still in eighth. And, and Nate Cicero, the best of rookies, is at the head of one of the packs of the cars. Just going up now. Uh, I go down now through the S's. It's the number 83, Nate Cicero. Julian DaCosta into the pit lane along with Heather Hadley. Robert Noaker has rejoined as Red Flag is oh. out. Two minutes and 50 seconds to go. I think that was wow. perfect timing by John Somm to try and make this championship hope still live. In the 24, that is one of the Copeland Motorsport uh, cars. No, it isn't. It is one of the JTR cars. JTR. Of course it is. So the gap. That's, that's huge. That's huge for the championship. The gap falls to 280. Mm -hmm. it, it's still not insurmountable. It's now a little bit less insurmountable, if you will. Well, but fractionally so. But look, points are points at the end of the season, Shea. And you can only ask John Som to get every point that he can at this point. Correct. At, at this stage, he needs Jared Thomas to have at least one bad race. Yeah. Jared has had a very good season so far. Aaron has had two mechanical issues in the last race that ultimately dropped him so far back behind in the championship. Before that, he'd been leading. Every race counts, or do we have dropped scores? Every race counts. Okay. 2.52 and the clock the, uh, has stopped. Yeah, the, cl uh, the clock has stopped? The clock has stopped. Oh, so we might have a green-white checker here. We've got a little bit of time between sessions. So this might just be race control trying to be as even-handed as possible. Julian DaCosta, Max Opalski, who were involved in that first incident without competitive times. The whole field spread by a little under two and a half seconds on a two and a half mile circuit, thereabouts. Uh, Max Opalski and Anthony McIntosh. Uh, Anthony McIntosh, yeah. yeah. And McIntosh will lose his two fastest laps. Correct. So he will improve his time for race two simply by getting out there and going quick in race one. Yep. So that will be a change. I don't think we've had two fast laps yet, actually. We've had six total. So when you consider the two of those have been out laps. And, and two, two have been, been in laps. In laps. Yeah. I, we might have just had two fast laps. We might have. But barely. 
barely. So <laughs> some of the competitors have done seven laps, so they will have gotten two, maybe three. It's just a question of how much, uh, how much they got into the tires, how much mm. energy they got into the tires. Um, these are quite light cars. Start life as road cars, in fairness, but not for very long. Come into the US up at uh, Jacksonville, and then they are taken down to Fliss, who work their magic, I think it's fair to say, Shay, isn't it? Yeah. They they take, what is it, 200 parts off of the streetcars and then put race car parts on them. They basically strip the car down to its component parts. Uh, the engine goes over to one side and is sealed with Mazda, uh, Mazda Sport seals. So that isn't touched. So that is exactly the same engine as you would find if you went and bought an MX-5 from the showroom floor of your local Mazda dealer. Uh, the rest of the car is stripped back pretty much to the bare metal. It has an FIA safety cage and fire suppression system, FIA safety seat. You can have two in case you want to do track days where you're taking somebody alongside you. Uh, a different uh, gearbox, it's the it's the uh, uh, sequential, SADEV sequential gearbox that goes on there. Racing wheels, racing steering wheel. Anything that's not required isn't put back in, so there's a weight <laughs> saving there. They are supplied in white, but yes. most of them are wrapped here. There are one or two cars that are still, are still white. It's a very effective way to go motor racing because what you've done there, in some respects, is with the engine, we know how reliable these Mazda 2-litre four-cylinder engines are. Um, produce, as I said, just under 200 horsepower, about 180 horsepower, and they do that day in and day out. And anybody who's owned an MX-5 or a Miata down through the years, whether it was a, a 1.5 or 1.8 or, or indeed the 2-litre, the will tell you that the engines are pretty much unburstable. You you stick on the back of that engine a six-speed racing gearbox, which is built to take twice the horsepower and twice the torque. So that's not going to give you any problems. There's a slight change in the differential as well. You get a set of Multimatic suspension, a fully adjustable suspension on the car. So, and in fact, I think this is the least expensive way to get into that Multimatic suspension. Um, in terms of the of what you need to put down on the table for a race car. So you come out of it with a, a properly engineered and built race car. And it's on the key, ready to go. This formula has not changed since we put in the sequential box. And that was a straight parts change from the old stick shift, the H-pattern box. So... If you race this for a couple of years and you decide it isn't for you, there is a very, very steady used market mm. in MX-5 Cup cars. Yeah, because you can race them anywhere. And on any given weekend, more Mazda's a road race than any other manufacturer. You can come and race in this championship. There's a uh, there's the Miata Challenge, 
checkered flag going out. Yep, checkered flag um, being held out. And plenty of people race these cars in other sprint and endurance events. All right, Shay, do the arithmetic, and uh, well, that's a poor I mean, position, isn't it? That, that's fairly easy to do because it's just 10 points that goes the way of Aaron Johnson, bringing the gap down to 280 points. But I'm just checking because I think this is his third pole of the season. The first one came in the second race at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. He went on to win that one. Uh, then he got the pole position in the first race at VIR. But for Aaron Johnson, two DNFs in the last four races, this is what he needs to try and get his focus, his energy, his everything back on winning this championship. So we've set the grid. It is Aaron Johnson and Celine Roland on the front row. Jared Thomas uh, on the inside of row two, right behind his teammate and championship rival. Tyler Gonzalez will be on the outside of row two. Nate Cicero will be the best of the rookies on the inside of row three. He'll share that role with Connor Zilich. Then it's Gresham Wagner and Robert Noeger, Jean Jodoin and Hernan Palermo for the top ten. The other rookies, Thomas Anunciata, who was quick earlier on, I suspect he's a bit disappointed we didn't have more green flag running because he was fastest in the previous session. Uh, and I think he'll move forward from there. He's got Grant West and Jeremy Fletcher. They are in positions 12, 13 and 14. With Heather Hadley, the next best rookie, uh, fourth of the rookies. And she sits in 18th, top 20. Uh, Jonathan Neudorf in 19th and Christian Hodenland uh, in 20th position. Uh, 28 cars uh, went out. They, some of them, well, they all came back, but some of them not in the condition in which they did depart. And Anthony McIntosh basically has no time because he loses the two fastest laps that he's got. He will start from the very back in 28th position for race one, but then his fastest race one lap will set his position on the grid for race two. We'll keep an eye on that later on today. We can guarantee you excitement and action from the Edomitsu Mazda MX-5 Championship uh, later on today, which we'll have live and free across the US and across the world. Uh, no subscription required. Uh, and that will be in sound and vision. Shea Adam and John Hindhoff already looking forward to that one from Michelin Raceway, Road Atlanta. This program is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.